Welcome to the Conversation Podcast, brought to you by Recover8 on the Inside Dirt Network. All right, guys, what's happening? Before we get into uh, this episode of the Conversation Podcast, brought to you by Recover8 uh, with Dan Milner, we're going to get Dan just to talk about Recover8 a little bit. I know we don't have a lot of sponsors with the shows and I like to keep the content moving, but these guys do sponsor, um, Recovery do sponsor the Conversation Show and Dan has been one of the key athletes for Recovery in 2019. So um, we're just going to do the sponsorship plug real quick and then we'll get into the show. So stay with us. But Dan, um, obviously we've been out at your farm today. We're filming a lot of content for Recovery. That's going to be coming out soon. So check out the socials um, in the coming weeks for that. But um, how's it been working with the Recovery team this year? Yeah, really good to be honest. It's uh, you know, it was a new product to me this year, so um, well, it's new to everyone, I guess you'd say. But um, yeah, especially to to put in my program, and I feel that it's helped me a lot, especially with arm pump. That's the biggest thing I felt with uh, with the recovery. It helps so much with the arm pump and the recovery after the races, especially in our uh, three hour races. You know, normally in the AORCs, we've got um, the cross country on the Saturday and then the sprints on the Sunday. So. Um, you pretty much want to be feeling as fresh as you can for Sunday sprints after after racing three hours. So uh, that's where I feel the recovery. Rate, you know, it keeps you fresh for the next day. You don't seem to wake up as sore and and you're ready to go. So um, on that side of things, I, I think it's uh, it's definitely helped with my program, and I think it can help with a lot of others. All right, welcome everyone to the Conversation Podcast brought to you by Recovery here on the Inside Dirt Network. And uh, today we're out, uh, we're out on location. We're doing something a little different. We're out uh, at the Milner Farm in Lang Lang in Victoria. This is a podcast I've wanted to do for a long time and the first off-road one we've actually done. Um, I've had a lot of guys hit me up about you should do off-road and, and do some difference. So I figured who better than to get on for the first off-road topic podcast than uh, my friend Daniel Milner. How you doing? Yeah, good, mate. How's, uh, I'd say, how's the day been, but we've had, we've had a pretty busy day so far. Yeah, it's been full lick, that's for sure, and uh, getting a little bit of testing in early, and then, uh, yeah, getting some filming and the rest of it. Yeah, I rocked up after the testing, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. Yeah, no, we've um, been doing some content for Recovery, which is, it's all kind of fitted in nicely, because this podcast is brought to you guys by Recovery, and uh, you got a discount code, right? What's that code you got? Uh, Milner, Milner 31, 31. yeah, yeah that's it. Milner 31 at uh, checkout, and uh, you will save yourself, I think it's 10 bucks a bottle. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about recovery later. We won't plug it too hard, but <laughs> <laughs> we've already done enough sponsorship content today that's going out over social media and whatnot. But um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having us out, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming out. I enjoyed all this stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a fun day. So, um, man, a lot, lot to talk about, a lot I want to talk about as far as, you know, the idea with this conversation channel, so to speak, is, you know, it gets a little in-depth, you know, it's more than just an interview where you say the right things about your sponsors and the bike's awesome and everything. Um, you know, your story is, is pretty unique as far as I think, you know, between being diabetic and then your journey from the beginning to where you are now as one of, you know, one of the elite off-road guys in the world, I would say at this point. Um, lots, lots to talk about. Yeah, it's been a been a hell of a road, that's for sure. You can say. <laughs> um, so let's start. Let's start at the beginning. I mean, everyone knows. You know, this year your factory KDM off road. Uh, you win E two right at the AORC. Yep. Um, didn't go to the international six day. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of controversy there. Um, but 
you know, as far as your credentials uh, in the off-road world, I think, what did we say, three AORC titles and was it four Australian four days? Uh, five now, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, shut me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one six-day. Yes, yeah. yeah, which that's that's the big one in, uh, on my bucket list, that's for sure. Yeah, that, that's that's a serious resume right there. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I guess I didn't. Uh, I wasn't going to have a resume like this, but yeah, it's definitely something that I've worked hard for and gotten absolutely stoked. I've got to be honest. So let's start there. Like we're sitting, we're literally at the family farm. Like this is the shed. We're in the shed where this all started for you, right? You grew up here. Um, how does a kid from country Victoria in Lang Lang get to where we just spoke about with those kinds of results? Well, to be honest, it's pretty funny that we're sitting in this shed right here because when I was a little kid, um, this shed was pretty much uh, to the roof full of my old boy shit. Um, yeah. He had like, <laughs> it, it was honestly, it was like a tip site. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, the, the farm is, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff scattered around. <laughs> My old boy is definitely a hoarder, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, once uh, when I was that young kid, you know, we, we grew up here, my whole life I've been here and 160 acres of uh you know, lush green grass with, uh, I think, 20 acres of bush and um, another little bush block there with a dam. So um, for motorcycle side of things, is it's pretty unbelievable, that's for sure. And uh, uh, my old boy actually was uh, into AFL. He, he played a couple of games for Hawthorne. And, uh, oh, and wow. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, was was really good at footy. and uh, I guess country Victoria, country footy kind of goes hand in hand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so I was a footy jock when I was young, that's for sure. I used to... Uh, yeah, played for the local club down here, the Lang Lang Football Club, and um, yeah, kind of escalated from there, I guess. It, uh, my old boy moved down, uh, sorry, my uncle moved down from Darwin, and uh, he came out to the farm one day with his uh, two sons and well, my cousins, and they were they were chatting dirt bikes, and uh, I was rolling around, I think, on an XR100 back then, and rolling around the paddock having a great old time, and uh, Nobby goes, oh, you should come, come do a motorcycle race, and I thought, yeah, you know, that'd be cool, try something different, so... Went to, uh, I think it was a Vic off-road. It was uh, up at Lancefield and pretty much fell in love and, and was hooked. Okay. Because, yeah, I never really, you wasn't a moto guy. I know that. You pretty much started in the off-road world, right? You didn't really do the motocross thing and then transition? No, no. I was I was off-road and uh, and pretty much kind of, yeah, went and, and got into a moto. But, man, it beat the absolute shit out of me trying to get, uh, trying to learn how to jump, that's for sure. <laughs> it's funny now because we just did some whip videos and you actually have really good, I hate saying really good style for an off-road guy, but you're, I would say between you and like, you know, uh, probably Chucky and Josh Green, and you're in that group of guys that you can go to MX Nationals and, and be competitive in MX1. There's not, I'd say too many guys that can do that crossover, but you're one of the guys that can do that. Yeah, I think for me, you know, especially them younger days was trying to be an all-round rider mm. and uh, and being able to go to a motocross track and throw down was something that, um, you know, we you're always watching motocross. You're watching the AMAs. You're watching, you know, um, you're watching the MX Nationals over here. So it's, it's kind of like if you watch something long enough, you start doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah, especially like the track you've got set up out here. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about how you and I met later and – I remember riding out here about four or five years ago and you had some very big jumps, <laughs> some <laughs> yeah, well, serious booters. <laughs> well, uh, that was to get rid of the fear, I think. I yeah. just had to sack up and go for big ones. So I got carried away on 20-ton excavators and big <laughs> dozers. So it was uh, it was good times. It was. It was fun riding out here back then. But um, all right, so you, you get in, you know, you go to the races with your uncle and your dad and you kind of start that, you know, going to the Vic off-roads and that. So you're, what, 28 now. So what would that have been like? 
late 90s, early 2000s, you'd have got into the racing side of it? Yeah, it was early 2000. I think it was like 2003, my first year that, yeah, I tried to, you know, do some races, which I think, you know, we may be done um, three rounds of the Vic Off-Road um, Championship and I was a bit of a shit at school and uh, a bit of a shit of a kid, I guess you'd say. I so. can get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was uh, – that's the reason why I think I only did three. I might have got grounded and, and not able to do the other ones. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> eventually got there. Um, so, yeah, 03 and then you just kind of went through the junior ranks. And, and were you a standout junior or were you a – because I don't really remember – no, I sucked. Yeah, I was bad. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never heard much about you until you kind of got to that CDR ride, but that's way in the future of where we're talking about right now. So yeah, I think like I was uh, one of them kids that that absolutely sucked on a two-stroke because yeah. I'd I'd been riding farm bikes my whole life. So um, I remember getting an eighty-five and just thinking this thing's sick, just loving hearing the noise of it, um, but couldn't ride the thing fast. That's for sure. But I enjoyed it and. Um, the thing was, you know, like I was, uh, when I was 15, you know, around that age, I was still playing football and, and mm. I'd quite, like, I didn't know what path I wanted to take at that stage yet. So like, you were pretty into football and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I was a full footy jock, especially at wow. school and stuff. Like, that's what I'd do, you know, at recess and stuff like that. would be kicking the footy around. Because you got a footy frame. What are you, like, six foot? Something? Yeah, six one. So, yeah. yeah, built like a brown snake, though. So that's a bit of a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I was to, uh, yeah, chase that career, I probably would have to try stuck some muscle on there. But, yeah, um, bulk up a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. But, yeah, I mean... I think it was when I turned uh, 12, um, or yeah, it, was, it was right before I turned 12, actually. I got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and mm. um, that was a massive shock to me, especially with um, obviously riding. Um, so I, that's not something you're born with? You kind of... No. It, so, it develops? Yeah. It, yeah, okay, teenage years. Uh, to be honest, I, like, I don't... I don't think anyone really knows how it kind of works, but it just like your pancreas just stops working. And, mm. and that's what happened when I, yeah, just before my 12th birthday. And uh, I can remember I was in hospital for a week there and they were trying to get it all right and, and everything like that. And pretty much the doctors just scared the absolute shit out of me with like how... As they do, yeah. yeah. They just give you the worst case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like pretty much everything was like, you can't do this, you can't be a boxer, you can't be a pilot, you can't do this. And it's just like well, what am I doing then? Like, and, and it's funny now because there's so many kids that ask me about it and, and how, you know, I, I just got on with it and stuff like that. Like, they're obviously still, the doctors are still scaring them as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, doctors in general, I think unless you find a really good specialist that is sport orientated, they just instantly want to shut everything down. Yeah, that's it. It's just, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. You're going to have to live this sheltered life and... I don't know, medicine and sport, it's a its a tricky balance. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But, yeah, I mean, well, I, I know, yeah, it, it scared me pretty bad, like, the, and like my parents as well, because they had nothing to do with it. They'd never known, you know, hadn't been in our family. So that was the kind of freaky part normally. It's a, so it wasn't hereditary? like No, nah. it wasn't, but it, it normally is, you know, and, and that's where it was a bit of a shock to our system. And, uh, yeah, once I kind of got my head around that and learned how to deal with that, um, playing football and then also on the motorbike, um, yeah, it, it started, you know, getting easier and easier. And, you know, to the day to, up till now where technology is getting that good that it's like 
I'm running monitors in my, you know, in my stomach there that Bluetooth to a screen that I run on my bar pad in the three-hour races. So I can watch what my sugar levels are doing during the race. So That's insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how that's working. And it's, um, it's, ne- it's necessary, though, because when you guys are doing those cross countries, like if your sugar levels drop to a, a dangerous level, that's that's like life and death but also yeah. at the speed you guys are going it can impair your judgment your vision right like it kind of yeah oh yeah it wrecks us bad that's yeah. for sure and, and even high like if your sugar levels get high it's it's almost like uh just having a sugar overload like if you eat too much sugar and how you just feel gloggy and and like just your, your mind doesn't work good enough then as well like yeah, you, yeah. you're kind of struggling but then lows even worse so um yeah that's that's why to be honest, it was a uh, when I couldn't tell and just go by feel in the younger days. I was I had anxiety about it. Like I, I'd always think that oh shit, my sugar levels are going low. I need sugar, um, and I panicked like real hard about it, kind of thing. And it was uh, yeah, it was one of them things that once this technology got better and I knew what was going on, um, it made life so much easier. But you know, still to this day, we're still having problems with it. And we're trying to get our head over it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'd never want to use it as an excuse. You know, it's, I guess it's that much better when I can win with it and know that I've won with type 1 diabetes and, and you know, made it, um, you know, something that I, I guess it's a goal for me is to, to show the young people that you can do it. Mm. You know, it's, it's not like it's a big deal that you can't, you've got to sit away from, you know, doing the sport that you want to do. Well, one thing I learned about you when we were working together back when I had the gym, like you're very determined and I think you're, you know, that's, your, your drive is not a question as in like if you're going to do something, I can see that you set your mind to it. Um, so obviously with the diabetes thing, that probably got you into trouble a few times, I'd imagine, with how hard you push yourself. I mean, I do remember an episode in the gym, I think once or twice where the, the jelly beans had to come out and you'd gone a little too hard with what we were doing and I think because especially when you went to the States, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, I know that kind of messed with you pretty good with the food and the, the sugar being in everything over there too, right? Yeah, for sure. Being a pig over there, like everyone knows <laughs> what them diets are. They're, yeah. It's bad and, and trying to find the right diet over there. But yeah, definitely, um, I, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them determined kids that, um, you know, wanted to push forward all this time. And I mean, I think the, the biggest trouble with me is cycling. That, that like, every time I seem to smash it on the cycle, my sugar levels just drop like mm. so quick and, that honestly really gets to me. Like I, I've had, I mean, my temper isn't real good anyway, and I've had some serious meltdowns trying to <laughs> climb hills, trying to trying to go, do good on Strava, and then next minute my sugar levels are low, and I'm pulled on the side of the track, just like losing my shit. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's just, I guess, what we got to deal with, and just another, you know, another hurdle. But yeah, as I said, like once once you win some uh, serious stuff, it, it's so yeah. Even you know the smaller stuff. Even when I. I first started winning some little races and minor stuff. I was like, this is sick. Like, this is happening, you know. The diabetes isn't getting in my way. It's, uh, you know, it's it's just another one of them little things that people have to deal with. You know, there's a lot worse stuff out there, that's for sure. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like you said, it's you kind of just put it on your back. I can't, I can't imagine, like you said, getting it at that age of 12, 13 and everything's a complex at that age anyway. Like, you get stigmas about everything and then yeah. to think, like, you're going to have a – a diabetes uh, attacks the wrong word i don't know you know like sugar, your sugar levels, levels low, drop yeah. and uh and that's going to affect you like it would definitely be something you carry but all right so fast forward you said you know about 15 you were still doing the footy thing we won't hold that against you <laughs> um and then you were kind of i guess not a crossroads but you probably weren't seeing off-road and moto as a career at this point right 
No, I, I think, honestly, it got to the point where um, I can still remember the day and it was, we were playing a local team, um, uh, Kiwi Rap, you know, and I remember trying to be a legend and take mark of the year and jump on these people's shoulders <laughs> to take this mark. And I got cleaned out hard as I was up in the air. And I remember coming down and landed on my hand and then headbutting my hand and like did something in there, whatever happened, I kind of tried to ignore it. It was massive, whatever. But I had to race the next day, and um, and that was a, that was we were kind of going for the Vic, uh, the Vic off road title in I can't remember if it was that one two fives I think it was or yeah, something one like of that. the junior classes yeah yeah, yeah. and and, um, and I missed it because of you know a stupid decision on the footy field um, and then mum and dad pretty much said to me you know they're, they're buying me bikes they're they're spending a lot of money going racing. Um, they pretty much said, you know, you got to choose between which is it, yeah, yeah, choose between the both. And I think my old boy was probably hoping me to lead towards the football side of things. But I just love going away camping on the weekends at the races, and um, you know, having that group of mates, and and just it was just a weekend thing where football seemed to be. You'd go play football on the Saturday, you'd come home, and then you'd ride your dirt bike Sunday or Saturday to Sunday kind of thing. So yeah. it was like it didn't have that lifestyle thing that yeah, you were looking for, unless yeah. you wanted to go to the pub. Like obviously, when she got older, go to the pubs and get on the pierce and carry on and stuff like that. But which is what, yeah, pretty much the, what they do yeah. <laughs> after every game. I mean, <laughs> that's it. So which and that's what's cool about off road. Like I grew up in moto, so I don't really know a whole bunch about like the off-road scene as far as coming up through the ranks, but seems like you guys, it's not as corporate, you know, obviously the money and the teams being involved changes as you get to the professional level, but just one of the farm dogs hanging yeah. out here. <laughs> Come for a pat. Who's that? Uh, Pibby. Pibby. Cool, man. Um, don't pee on my leg, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it seems like there's a bit more of a core, com- not like there isn't a community at professional motocross or whatever, but it's a little bit more, it's like, it's that closed environment where it's like, you're racing in from the gate drop and we don't like that family because they beat you. I mean, I'm sure that goes on in off-road too, but it's a bit more of a, a core vibe, like you guys are all a bit more of a tight-knit community going away into the bush and stuff or am I way yeah, off no nah, definitely it's that's the best thing about it and that's why I liked it so much is because we we go to the races everyone goes like majority of the people would go to the campfire and and you know just hang out and talk about you know what happens and stuff like that so it was cool to just you know go and have that side like it's almost like majority of my friends that I've met um you know especially my long long time mates and and best mates and stuff like that you know like they're they're guys I've met race weekends. Mm. You know, my, my, my best mate, Wiki, that, um, you know, I've been around him for ever since I started, you know, riding dirt bikes. He, that's how I got to meet him, you know, and that's how I've been uh, my whole life. And, 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 you know, you know so many people, you've met so many people through it, which, I mean, football side, you obviously do as well, but it just felt so much different. You just go to the weekends and just have so much fun. And that's mm. kind of, with the off-road scene, I feel that, that's what it is and because I, th- I feel that the motocross side of things is like um obviously it's changing a little bit now here in australia we're doing double headers but um beforehand you know it, it was just the sunday so everyone would travel all saturday or whatever happens and they get there and then you go to the hotel room and then you go yeah. to the racetrack and it's like you don't talk to one another it's, it's kind of like you'd see that there's a, a lot of rivalries there kind of thing but um we're off-road, you know, it's it's two days, so um, 
everyone's camping anyway. So that's yeah, and you, you're in that rural area where you're not going to a hotel. Yeah, like yeah, you're in the middle of freaking nowhere <laughs> doing off road. Um, yeah, that's it. So, so like you said, you kind of got to that crossroads where you picked, you know, moto or off road dirt bikes in general. Yeah. Um. So did the results start snowballing then pretty quickly, or where where did you kind of get to the point where? Because did you leave school and go to work? Like, what was your path before you went to race, like, sign on to a team, basically? Yeah, well, so I think that that year that I had to decide, I think the next year maybe was year 10, um, which honestly I was one of the dumb- – well, I, I probably wasn't the dumbest kid at school, but I just didn't care. Like, I, I you just – You weren't into it. No, nah, yeah. I just – I remember sitting at the at the classroom and just looking out the window and just thinking, like, I just want to be out there. I don't I don't want to be – like, I've been brought up on a farm. All I want to do is be outside. Mm. I don't want anything to do with listening to people, how I've got to learn about science or English, <laughs> how to spell or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't spell for shit now, but <laughs> <laughs> who cares? We, I mean, we're, we're doing what we love it. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think so. That was like year 10. Um, and that's actually when I started doing not too bad. I think I, uh, I had a Honda from a uh, Miles Honda um, a dealership in Warrigal there. Jace mm-hmm. Miles, he helped us out with a bike. And um, yeah, I pretty much, uh, I was doing not bad. I, there was... I think it was Kobe Willis at the time. He was a real fast junior, and, okay. and I started battling him. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, this is sick. Like, we're we're doing all right here. And and then uh, ended up breaking my collarbone through the year and and lost that championship. And then uh, and then I ended up dropping out of school at the end of year ten. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I, d- I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know anything. All I wanted was dirt bikes. So, so you'd have been what, like 16, 17? I was 16, yeah. 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 So, and then I was I was like, well, I might just go work for dad. And and my old boy's a builder. So I'm like, oh, I'll start an apprenticeship going and doing that. And I, I remember going to trade school and just thinking I'm back at school. Like, yeah, it's the same thing yeah. again, yeah. And it was in Dandy and I <laughs> – it's – uh as people know that, you know, live around uh, here in Melbourne, Dandenong is a pretty rough area. Yeah, for those of you guys listening in the state or international, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's a bit of a ghetto area. Well, for instance, like th- what kind of made me get out of there or want to get out of there pretty quick was there was, uh, uh, I don't know what nationality, but it wasn't Australian and it threatened me with a knife. So but I was probably being a bit of a smart ass or saying, I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember. No, from what I remember, he was flicking berries at us and I was just the one that harked up. Mm-hmm. We got a bit of a temper, as I said a bit earlier. So um, it was a little bit of a problem. I just kind of said what I thought then and there and um, he ripped out a knife. So, <laughs> so no, you keep doing what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just keep flicking them berries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep on moving on here. <laughs> so then, yeah, we, we – uh, I think I maybe got two years into doing, or maybe a year and a half into doing, um, you know, building apprenticeship, and was just like, this isn't me. I, mm. d- I don't, I don't like this. I don't enjoy it. I hate going to work every day. But I'm guessing it, even during that time, you'd come home to the farm and ride after work. Yes, and yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, and that was why I went and worked with that because um, he was so lenient on, you know, wh- when we're working, and and he'd take me to the races. So then yeah. we would have the Friday off and stuff like that. So. On that side, it was sick, um, but then obviously on the work side, I was just like, I, I hate building. Like, I yeah. don't want to do this, and I enjoyed earth moving at the time, so I was like, it, it'd be cool to get into something like that, which a guy I used to race, um, I was racing in that time was Mark Porbury, and mm. he, he had a business at the time called Services Southeast, and I was like, yeah, this is this is all right. Like, maybe I could get a job here, and uh, sure enough, talked to Ports and ended up working there, and I think I worked there for like a year 
um, which I was driving Bobcats. We were doing Asphalt. Um, we were driving some heavy machinery actually down at Dingley, filling in an old tip and stuff like that. Yeah, so okay. I was enjoying it. It was good. Um, and and because Ports was a racer, he was real lenient with it too. So yeah. he was like, he understood what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So that side of things was awesome. And then um, pretty much got to the end of that year, and, and that was 2010 because I remember um, I was riding a Suzuki through Christensen's motorcycles. Yeah, and I I did real good at a race. I ended up getting uh, third outright on a 250F, and I think how old would I have been there? Maybe uh, must have been 19. Yeah, well, if that was 2010, that's nearly 10 years ago. So you'd have been 18 or 19, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, uh, then I. Which is crazy to think that 2010 was a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's I'm starting it. to feel very old. That's that a bit talk. scary, isn't it? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did real good there and, uh, and, and ended up getting a Yamaha ride. Bef- or not a ride, it was a support ride. So that'd give me bikes and contingency. And I was like, hey, I'm going to try and make enough money off uh, contingency, which we got paid for state rounds then. Yeah, okay. Um, so you could kind of double double dip where you, yeah. you win your state rounds or yeah. do well and then... Which I think that I only made money off state rounds that year. I think I maybe did well. I think I got second in an AORC one round and, and you know, something else another round. And then... Uh, yeah, because I think it was 2009 when I was 18, I, I won the Victorian Off-Road Championship. Um, it was my first championship I ever won. I actually won it outright from expert. Wow. I was the first guy to ever do it. And I was like, I was absolutely stoked that I was able to do it, especially as a young kid. Like I was only 18 and I was, yeah, pretty much not knowing what was going on. So I was like, how did that happen? Just, <laughs> just consistent. Right wide open. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just lose oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like a confidence booster i guess and then the next year you know we did good and then uh yeah then i then i ended up getting you know the bikes and the contingency and i was like this is sick you mm. know and then the following year which was 2012 is when i got um i ended up getting riding for ballards i got a, a fac- factory rider you so know? that was the factory yamaha team back then. yes yeah, yeah. yeah ballards was the team and that was the team that i always looked up to and wanted to ride for back then and um at the time you know toby Toby Price was the man to beat. He was uh, flying, um, which he still is. Mm. You know, he's he's a bad dude. So, um, yeah, he, he was the man that – he was the benchmark. So that's where I was uh, – yeah, I was that young guy that was just um, keen to chase down Toby and, and battle him at weekends and go from there. Mm. So you guys were still on 250Fs at this point? Yes, I was still on 250F, yeah. So I, I the 2011, I was on a 450, and then I dropped back to 250F when I rode for Ballards just right. because I was like – I was pretty much – I think uh, at the time my teammates were um, Matty Phillips, who was battling Toby, and yep. then Merriman, who was battling Toby, and then I was just uh, – I was pretty much paid to just come and do all right in E1. Because I remember Matty Phillips, I remember being at some MX Nationals in 2012 and he was on a 252-stroke <laughs> Yammy, just, I don't know if he was just doing them for some cross-training. Yeah, it was Kuna Barbrand. Yeah, I Kuna. Went and did it with him. Yeah, oh, you did that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. We both got two strokes and, and went up there and got absolutely smoked and just tried throwing whips off that back step up. Well, I was riding MX1. That, yeah, right. Yeah, and I remember sitting on the start because you know that that big finish jump and yeah. it went right across the start straight. Yeah. And I just remember sitting on the on the gate and watching. I, I didn't know you were there. But I didn't really know of you then because I was just in the, that was only the second MX National I ever raced in, in yeah, Australia. Right. But um, yeah, I just remember because you could either like, do you remember the, the, the start straight kind of split and there was like right on the mechanic fence, there was like the inside line yep. or you'd go wide, wide and, and yeah. sweep it. But yeah, I remember him just, just pinning that, off, just yeah. wide open. I mean, 
I still got videos of him on that two-stroke, just absolutely. Like, there was a place called the Moon up at Bendigo, and there's a like video of him hitting this berm, and like it was pretty. Uh, it was like berm that you had to shut off for, but he didn't. It was <laughs> sick. He'd hold it like from way back and just tip it in and just get around the corner somehow. And I was just like, how? Yeah. Like it was. <laughs> He's got some some pretty gnarly bike skill. Oh yeah. I Who mean, all you off-road guys do, and that that's. That's what I like about it a little bit is that you, you get all these these moto guys that are so you know the fashion and they 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 do the the ride park practice track Instagram thing and they're always it's you know they they look fast when the track's good but man you guys can ride the most ridiculous conditions and and do it effortlessly I'd say it's yeah it's just a different world isn't it I mean even what we were just filming on you know out in the on the farm here in the bush track and everything and like that's some gnarly conditions out there. Yeah, I guess we, we're just used to dealing with crappy, you know, conditions because of the reason that, you know, we can't get in, well, the tr- they can't get water trucks in, they can't no. water trucks, they can't prep them. So we're just dealing with natural ground um, that obviously we race three hours on. So if you think um, three hours on one track, like it's yeah. not going to be nice by the end of Times it. Times hundreds of riders. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, yeah, the cross country format. Then you got like the four day and six day format, which blows yeah. me away. That's just insane. But we'll get into that in a minute. So, all right. So 2012, you get that Yamaha ride. Um, and then do you get your first title that year? Yeah. My E1 title, E1. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, uh, and actually won an around outright. I can still remember it to this day. This la- it was the last round of the championship at uh, South Australia, um, Kapunda, I think it was called the name of the joint, or so- somewhere like that. And um, me, I, I was terrible at starts because we got dead engine starts, and mm. for some reason I f- freak out, panic, grab too much throttle, whatever I do, I always screw it up. Did you guys have electric starts back then, or were you? No, nah, I was kicked. Kick so I was on a yeah. I was on a YZ two fifty F. And to this day, I've only got one whole shot in my whole career, and that was at a GNCC, and then I front end tucked the second corner. Just watch yeah. your mind's so like, oh, my yeah. God, I finally did it. <laughs> so I got the $250. It's up there, actually. Yeah, the is that the, yeah. the whole shot award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one bike whole shot award, which, uh, yeah, I tucked the front end, second corner, and ended up losing the lead anyway. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. But yeah, that's it. But yeah, going back to that race, I remember, you know, I was dead last off the start. Everyone was around the first corner and I'd just taken off. And I was like, I think that actually helped me because I rode three hours on the limiter, angry as shit, mm. all because my start. And I can remember there was a field section and we got out in that and I was slowly reeling in Toby and I'm like, Oh yeah, he'll see me soon, and and you know, rip it up. Yeah, yeah. and um, sure enough, kept kept getting closer and closer, and I'm like, he's seen me. God's seen him look back at me, and I'm like, what's going on? Whatever, kept pushing. You know, it might have been his bad day, whatever. But I mean, for me, I, I remember passing him on this outside, this off camber. He was trying to sneak to the inside. I got around him on the outside, and then yeah, for the next two laps, I held the lead and won it, and I was like. I honestly couldn't believe it mm. that I won around, and uh, that's pretty gnarly on a two fifty. Yeah, well. yeah, that was yeah, and there was a dead standard two fifty back then that we were riding. Which Toby, I think, was on a he might have been three fifty that year. I remember he because he was doing it so easy, like he was winning every year pretty easy. So um, I think he was jumping and changing on different bikes, and he was on a three fifty, I think, or maybe he'd gone four fifty, but. Whatever it was, like I was pretty stoked to obviously be able to beat him, and um, and then uh, we we wrapped that title up, um, the E1 title, and that was my you know my first little Australian title, which 
I mean, for us guys now, thinking back to it, we don't. I don't really class uh, class um, you know a, a title like a class title as as something like our our biggest thing's an outright title. Yeah. Um. So, but back then, you know, it was like it was massive for me. But um, what's well, the first one you got? Like it's a step stone. To, yeah. 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 That's it. So I was like, this is sick. This is cool. Whatever. And then not expecting to just go from there to where I am now you know mm. like and then the, the next year um, was 2013 and Ballard's um, Jeff gave it away he said I had enough of, he had enough of um, you know running the team so um, that's when Dakar stepped in I remember so 2012 four day actually so that was after the last round um, then the four day was round and that was at Warrigal which was yeah. pretty much my home round like it's uh, what is it 30 minutes from here or something so um. Uh, yeah, that was. You actually sleep in your own bed, and well, at the time I was living with my sister, which was in Yarragon, so it was even closer. So yeah. that was only like fifteen minutes away from where the park for May was. So wow. Yeah, that worked sick. I was in my own bed, and we drove out there and race and everything like that. But I remember going there, and, and obviously having that confidence of beating Toby at that at that round. Um, you know, it, it kind of kept snowballing. So we went up there, had it in my mind that this is my home track. Um, you know, we're going to do everything we can to win this. And um, d- I remember being at the race. I, di- I didn't know anything about the team change at that time. And I remember being at the race and seeing Dakar and was like, holy shit. That's, that's Craig Dak. Yeah, yeah, that's Craig Dak. That's sick. And and he'd come up and was talking to me. I think it was like day two and I was leading and he come up and was chatting to me and I'm like, that's mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dakar just chatted to me. That was pretty cool. He knows cool. who I am, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, – yeah, then, you know, we ha- we kept on rolling the next two days and, and ended up winning the four-day. And I remember just writing myself off on that, <laughs> the night. Oh, that Prezo night. So Toby, like all of us, I remember, yeah, we, we got proper loose, that's for sure. How do you go with the, um, the diabetes and getting getting some booze in here? Yeah, I mean, I've had some stages that I've wrote myself off that bad that I've pretty much nearly put myself, you know, into a, a, a bad situation. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. But honestly, like I, I try, I obviously try to look after myself as much as I can. So I try to, I, yeah, try not to do anything too stupid. I, I as, as the technology is getting better, we're running stuff um, on our arms that, you know, you don't have to pick your, uh, prick your finger anymore. So you can actually, um, tap yourself while you're pissed and not carry on. You know what's going on. So. Yeah. On the off-season, be like, no, I'm good. I've yeah, got a yeah. few more in me. <laughs> so, but, I mean, yeah, I only seem to celebrate, I guess, yeah. drinks. Like, I, I don't go out. No, I know you're, you're pretty into the athletic side of it, like, and we'll talk about that in a minute. When, when I was running my gym, like, you were one of the first guys that really reached out to me Um. To, to you know to train and, and find out what my program was about but that was at the end of 13 that we met so yeah before that so you basically you you you're on a roll at this point then cdr becomes the off-road outfit for yamaha and yeah so then you sign with cdr and and then you go on to 2013 yeah well so that made sense why daca was at the race yeah because he was sussing it all out you yeah know? and then um i was probably going what have i got myself yeah. into <laughs> <laughs> and now i think it was like a few uh when was it yeah it must have been a few um uh, a weeks later or whatever and, and you know ray howard at the time he was like uh you know this is this is how it's going to be jeff's had enough um dak is going to run the team and i'm like like motocross craig dak's going to run the team he's mm. like yeah yeah do, 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 you know this is your odd if you want it if you want it and i'm like hell yeah i want it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah you know we signed for dakar with uh with 2013 and um 
and we won a championship. We went out and won an outright, first ever guy to do it on an E1 bike. So I was on a 250F then and, um, you know, had uh, Gary Ben and Jason Childs build my engines at the time, um, which obviously going from Ballard's where I ran a dead standard engine to, to having my engines built, you know, it was like, wow, this is... Yeah, I mean factory spec mode is kind of a bit of a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a, a term or whatever but yeah you'd have had a, a serious engine with those guys building it um, yeah so you won your second um aorc title and your first outright title yes. that year yeah wow. yeah so i went e1 again um which uh, has, has anyone done outright on a 250 like that no no You're so that was the first it? time yeah and well yeah to this date i'm the only guy to do it so um which obviously as we spoke a bit before i'm, I'm i guess built pretty uh pretty small so uh like i'm tall but not massive you know so th- i think the 250 kind of worked for me and i seemed to ride it really well um especially dacca's one um yeah, it would have been fast enough yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember uh Petey boyle he was on he was riding for the kdm team at the time and he he wanted to put a protest in trying to say that my 250 wasn't a 250 really yeah <laughs> but it was just like i i think i adapted really well to it and i i rode it I didn't over rev it. Like I rode it in a good gear all the time and, and that's where the power was. So that's why I was always, you know, trying to ride it in that, um, you that know, power spot. curve. Yeah, but, yeah. So um, that, that's why they got all butt hurt because <laughs> they probably weren't winning too. So they were hating it. But um, yeah, I mean, that was that was a good year. So we won the E1 title and, and the outright and then also won the four day again. So Wow. So um, you're two in a row on AORC, yeah. two in a row on the four day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the four day was in uh, WA that year. So yeah, I was, and Phillips was, he was over racing in Europe and he come back for it. And, you know, he won the junior title and he was the man kind yeah. of thing. So it was like, I remember him coming back and being a bit nervous, like, oh, no, you know, Phillips is coming back. He's obviously on a roll over there. And we went, like, head-to-head all for three days solid. And then uh, the end of the third day, I remember him yard sailing at Massive, and that kind of gave me the win. Yeah, okay. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty hectic. And then that's, yeah, as you said, like that's when I, uh, I remember seeing all your stuff on social media and Mm. that's how kind of we got got into it. Yeah, I just remember getting an email um, and I was like, oh, I just opened an email and and you sort of introduced yourself and I was like, yeah, I kind of did my research. I'm like, oh, this guy's legit. Like, okay. (laughs) Because obviously at that point I was training a lot of the like MX National Pro guys in Victoria and stuff, but I I didn't really, I had some like club off-road guys and stuff. And then, um, yeah, you reached out and I think, I think you came to the original gym that I had and we sort of met yeah. and, and talked about a, a program and stuff. And then, and then right after that, I'd moved to the bigger building, yep. if you remember. And yeah, then we kind of got into, uh, I was your, your gym trainer for a little bit there. It was, yeah. Yeah. Was That's good. it. Which I mean, from here, like how far, how far did it take you to get here? Yeah. It's a bit of a drive. <laughs> Even driving out here today, I was like, far out. He was king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must've been doing something right. Because yeah, I'd, I'd drive that nearly... If it wasn't every day, it was every second. I think we sure. were doing like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Or yeah, and then I'd go to Franger on, uh, on Yeah, we'd, we'd train in the morning and then go to the track yeah. in the afternoon, right? Yeah, so it was it was good. Like it worked. I mean, f- for me here, there, was, there wasn't there was a gym close anyway. And mm. then you know what it's like. A majority of the people know what it's like when you try to talk to a trainer, gym trainer, and you're like, oh, I ride motorbikes for a, a living. You know, I need to d- train hard. And they look at you like, Oh, what do you mean? You just yeah. sit on it and twist the throttle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was chasing someone like you that knew what was going on. So yeah. that's kind of where I guess that fell into place. And then, you know, the drive thing didn't bother me. And, and still to this day, I, I don't care 
how far I'm driving, you know, like I'm I'm training with Ross on the motorbike now and, mm. you know, I'm driving two hours to him majority of the time to go riding and stuff like that. So it's like I don't care as long as I'm getting something out of it, you know, if, it, if it's... Well, I think that's a testament to the drive you've got to to do it, you know, like you, you do it right. And yeah. um, I think a lot of guys could probably look at the program you run and you keep it pretty close to your chest. I don't think you, you let a lot of people into your program, I think. Yeah, that's you know for sure. I mean? um, that's something that obviously over time, once I, once I probably pack her up, that mm. that I'll start sharing with people. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like telling my competitors what I do and stuff uh, which like that. Makes and, sense, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's like people don't, I don't go out there and put it on social media. How I'm, I'm in gym at this day and I'm taking a selfie, doing a yeah. bicep curl here and like, yeah. like I, mean, I was doing all that for do. you when yeah. you were training with me, but <laughs> <laughs> which you were, yeah, yeah. yeah there's no secrets there. Um, <laughs> Model but, shots with makeup and oh, all kinds of shit. All right, so there, there's a couple stories that you guys need to um, <laughs> need to hear about this time frame. So, so we're doing the gym thing together. Dan's training with me in the gym, and um, you know, back then I was I had my gym facility, and I'm I'm coaching. You know, basically that's my income. I'm either in the gym or I'm, I'm out coaching riders. So back then, enduro cross is is a real thing in uh, in Australia. So what was it like a four round series? Well, it was a national series, wasn't it? A three round series. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously with being off-road like there was clubman classes and, and there was a lot of guys that probably shouldn't have been on an Eurocross <laughs> track. Anyway, so like I'm always thinking of ways like, hey, let's 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 do something. And I'm like, you know, you got the Eurocross track at the house. I'm like, let's do an Eurocross school together. And, you know, you, you're cool enough to do it. So like I, I get the insurance permit and everything. And, <laughs> and I just put it out on, on socials that, you know, we're going to do a, a Dan Milner motocross athlete development um, enduro cross school. Didn't really think anything of it. <laughs> and then we get here on the day and um, I think we had like, what, like eight riders or something, you know? Yeah. Six, eight riders. Like I don't know. It wasn't heaps, but decent little group. And your enduro cross track was pretty gnarly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, wow, did we have <laughs> some <laughs> incidents on that day, like... The, the first thing I realized was, like, I always knew, like, we were pretty cool from the time we met, like, we got on and everything, yeah. and I, I knew you were a big deal in your world, but, I don't know, it, it kind of, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And then- Still a human. Yeah, and then when these off-road guys got to your house and just went full retard and <laughs> couldn't really speak because they were in your presence, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is, you know, I get it now a little bit more, because um, my phone was blowing up for that school, I remember people booking in and stuff. And then, um, and then I remember being out there and you, you, you know, you demo, I wasn't riding. I wanted no part of riding on that enduro cross track, but you do the demos. And I was trying to like talk to them about body position and they were just like, yeah, cool. Look, yeah. we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> like, when, when's Dan back? We'll talk to him. So I was like, all right, I know my place, whatever. But th there was two incidents that stick out in my mind that day was the, the dude with the recluse clutch yeah yeah i'm trying to tell me that that's what i got around yeah like you're on a cdi yamaha at this point like one of the best teams in the world by all standards <laughs> he's telling you that you needed to run this uh this recluse clutch and then later on in the day it was after the log pit wasn't it uh it, it was, was like it? the matrix section i had <laughs> it was a couple of logs and you had to like double over one i think we were then, trying to get him to wheel tap it or something yeah yeah and, and then mate. oh man this hoosberg just whiskey throttled off the last <laughs> one and <laughs> the the hoosie went a good 10 foot into the trees i reckon no it went through the old boy's fence was it straight, through the fence yeah, straight through the fence i just remember looking up and he was not attached to the bike <laughs> and the bike was in the air 
Man, he hit the ground hard. Or did he hit the tree and the bike went I through the fence? I think he might have hit the tree and the bike. Yeah, I remember it, there was a fence post snapped. I know that. So that's, there's a fair bit of pressure if the, uh, oh, man. Yeah, you're snapping a pine fence post. He was a big boy too. <laughs> <laughs> that's something we always talk about. Yes. Uh, and then the second one was uh, Sean. This guy, Sean, if he's listening, Sean Holmes, he trained me in the gym for ages. He's an off-road guy. And I don't think he races anymore, but he came out to the school and you had that rise with that big log on it. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And, and you were hitting it at speed and, and he was like, I think I've got it at the same speed. And we called everyone in to talk to him and you just hear, and he rode the, the egg beater all the way to the freaking ground. Do you remember? I can't remember that clear as day. Just straight to his face. And then the thing bounces five foot in the air. and He actually got up and was fine, but it just looked like oh, real It looked bad. horrendous, yeah. didn't it? Whenever you just see sky dirt, number plate, and yeah. freaking headlight. and Which that's enduro cross. Every time I seem to do one of them, it's, it was the same scenario. There'd be bike and everything going every direction yeah i remember watching we went to calder park mm. i watched that round it was at the vic round of that series yeah and um yeah you went down a few times yeah i, I actually compressed my spine at that one so i remember i was that track was gnarly yeah that was full on and, it, and the worst part was it was like you dragged the water out of the water pit and it, it was it was that clay that it was just like bitumen like the, that clay was just so slick like polished yeah, yeah it was ridiculous and i remember uh I was the fastest all day and I, I, I don't know, I was just doing real well on that 250F that I was riding and was like, yeah, this is sick, having a ball, got to the mains, got all pumped up, screwed it up, went down, got up, tried to push hard to catch back <laughs> up and just yard sailed massive. I remember going into this... Uh, this uh, wasn't it the log yeah there was it three was like logs massive, nah it was like a build-up log mound thing but it was kind of like some logs were bigger than others and i remember going in and my linkage caught the oh. caught the log and just threw me out the front but then i went head first into the logs mm. and i remember just like i was wearing an atlas neck brace at the time and i remember like my head going into the neck brace and then all the all the pressure just going into my lower back and i was like oh as soon as i felt it i'm like oh that's not good and then I like tried to tried to walk around a bit and I had had all these sharp pains and I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I know new people that had been paralyzed from riding and stuff like that and it kind of scared me. So I'm like, oh, no, nah, that's me done. Yeah, pull, right, mean, pull it in. Yeah. yeah, I remember walking to the ambulance and just like, oh, my back. And then you know how they go when you say you've got a bad back or just, a bad yeah, neck. Put it's the like, brace on yeah, you and strap you down. Slap you down. And I remember being slapped down, like taped down or however they do it. And I was just like, oh, yeah, here we go again kind of thing. Went to the... Went to the Hossie, they x-rayed it all, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just compressed. Um, just have a, you know, however long off, and it'll be fine. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. When I, I reckon it hurt for like a month yeah. after I like, was killing, but, you know, you get over it. It's one of them one of them things. Your body forgets pain. Yeah, I remember that day now, because I, I come out there, and I'm all like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> Team Milner, like, you know, and then you left an ambulance, and I was like, I'm just going to go home now. Like, <laughs> that sucked. Because, <laughs> yeah, that became a bit of a theme, Um so then, fourteen, you are riding. What are you riding? Four fifty for Dakar. Yeah. So for, fourteen, I went four fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's when you get hurt here at the house. You break <laughs> yeah. your ankle, right, or your yeah. foot? What was it? It was my ankle. I, I uh, yeah, busted it pretty solid. Yeah. that's for sure. To the point that it was almost they were thinking about fusing it. So. Oh man, I didn't know it was that. Like, yeah, probably should have known. I was your trainer. I yeah. didn't realize it was that bad. Like, well, I remember. I still got a photo of being in the gym. Yeah, you're doing like a side crunch with yeah, a moon yeah. boot on. 
you're like, yeah, you're like, I'm bored, man. Like, I want to keep, yeah, keep my fitness. Something. I was like, all right, well, we're obviously not doing legs, but we was doing core and... Well, so, like... Were we doing, was, like, one-legged rowing and... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. There yeah. was one-legged rowing going on. It was pretty stupid, but, I mean, we were trying to do everything we could because I just wanted well, to Well, you knew you swing. were getting back on the bike yeah, before the season was over. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Because I think I only missed one round, to be honest. I think it was Headley. It was the only round I missed. Yeah, wasn't there a big break and we kind of yeah, caught that break? Yeah, and I was. But yeah, it was just one one round. I, it was maybe three weeks after it was broke. Um, because I was nearly just going to suck it up and ride it. And was like, nah, we're, we're just going to ride this round, get points. Because I was leading the championship at that point. So yeah. I'm like... Let's just whatever. Who cares? I don't care. Whatever. Let's go. Mm. And but then I was, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough that I've got some really good um, medical guys in my corner, the bat and behind me. So they they're helping. Um, which Johnny Park, I think, Greg Hoy. Ah, uh, sorry, not who was it? Greg Harris. Yes, it was Greg yeah. Harris. Sorry, yeah, that's Greg Hoy did me collarbone this year actually. But yeah, Greg Harris. He he was uh, sorting me out with that ankle injury, and he he was like, if you ride another big impact it'll shatter and mm. you'll need to fuse it and i'm like oh, you probably well, listen yeah those guys are a really good team john oh and yeah Greg they're and, they're pushing to get you back on the bike they're yeah. not the ones that say oh no you need two months off you know they, they know the sport and if they say you can't ride you know yeah you can't you ride. can't ride yeah. yeah that's it so and and all that was was like uh i remember i was going to do the mx nationals at Wonthaggy and um gary gary ben he lives local to me so um, he he had the truck and he was going to come out here and we were going to suspension test and it was the the night before I'd I'd prep my track and then I was I went out on my two fifty two stroke and was just getting some lines in and I remember at this stage it was that um, that jump we talked about there was a um, single to Tabo and um, I was trying to get two lines going and I remember getting the inside and just getting whiskey throttle on the two banger <laughs> she just stepped out ninety and I still committed to it and just frame case the absolute shit out of yeah. it and I knew straight away you broken. felt it snap yeah, like, like, yeah. and I didn't crash nothing just come up short and I'm like oops that's broke and I've come back to the shed and um, I'm, by then I'd like from my moto track to the sheds probably like I don't know two minutes minute ride by then i have worked up to be seriously angry that i've just done what i've done <laughs> got to the shed and i'm just, sure you just took it out on the shed yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to the shed and just had a meltdown in the shed and, and mum's heard me from inside she's come running in she's like what's wrong i'm like i've broke my effing foot and she's like no you haven't it's fine you're walking around <laughs> on it and i'm like i'm struggling to walk it's broken and she's like trying to make me feel good about it but uh, i'm like once I the know it's, off, it's yeah. gonna be bad yeah. yeah that's it and then i remember going to my local gp and he's like yeah no that's fine it's not broken got x-rays yeah oh. that's not broken i'm like oh all right well, i'm like oh i'll go to Feels greg. pretty broke <laughs> yeah i'm like i'll go to greg <laughs> like anyway. i heard it snap <laughs> and I, the funny thing was i come home to mum and she's like oh so how did it go and i'm like oh then they said it wasn't broken at the doctors and she's like i told you it wasn't broken and i'm like wow this is making me angry so I, <laughs> <laughs> thanks mum. <laughs> yeah i remember ringing uh um greg up and was like can i book in and just get my leg looked at it's feeling pretty bad and he's like can you walk on i'm like oh i can but it hurts pretty bad mm. and he's like oh yeah we're coming and have a look so whatever we went down there and i remember walking into his thing and i was like this the doctor back there said one broken so i'm, I'm just gonna tough it out so i'm trying to walk and i'm nearly crying while i'm walking went in there he touched it looked at it knew straight away before even he x-rays got, yeah. anything yeah and then he went and we got a scan on it straight away it was like he's like that he's like proper bad he's like don't walk on that <laughs> please don't <laughs> And that, like, I don't want to get too distracted, but, like, working with riders for as long as I have, like, I honestly get to the point now where 
like they'll get hurt at the track, like whether we're coaching or you're at a race. And unless the bone's like sticking out of the leg, I'll literally be like, hey, don't get in the ambulance. Don't go to the public hospital. And I'll call Greg yeah. and be like, hey, this kid, or I'll be like, hey, this kid's in a bad way. He's going to Ballarat or something. Yeah. Um, I need to send you, like, I've done that so many times where I'm like, hey, get me your x-rays and let me get them to my doctor. Yeah. Don't let anyone put hardware in your leg or don't let anyone, you know, like GPs and general doctors, man. It, I've seen so many careers go bad because of a fused wrist yeah. or something that shouldn't have been done at the local country hospital <laughs> where they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll fix it. Yeah, yeah. yeah sweet as, <laughs> like... And that, honestly, I've done the same too. Like every time when I broke my leg in America, I'd, I'd come straight back here. Like the next day, I think we booked a flight to come back here and then... Uh, so you flew with a broken leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then same again this year when I was over there and broke my collarbone, um, which I tried to keep quiet from everyone. I didn't yeah, want I was about to say, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, so you yeah. did a good job. That was, that was one I tried to keep quiet. But I remember like I just come up short on a jump over there and went over the bars and... Um, and I'll throw guys and jumps. Yeah, man. I keep coming short <laughs> on it for some reason. <laughs> but, it's a um, theme. Yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as I knew, like I knew straight away I broke my collarbone and I'm like, oh, there's a quick care. I'll go there and get an x-ray and then and then like that's it. Mm. So I went there, got an x-ray, sent it straight back to, um, to Johnny Park back here. Johnny looked at it. He's like, yeah, get back here. So we booked a flight the next day, which I was meant, I had two more races I was meant to do, another GNCC and another sprint enduro. Um, but yeah, we, we pinned it home, got it, uh, John looked at it, I think he sent it, got on to Greg Hoy straight away and then I went into surgery because Hatter was coming up. So right, right. I wanted to be ready for Hatter. Um, so then, yeah, we, we got metal into it straight away so I could get back on the bike as soon as I could, um, which that just caused more headaches. It was oh, just hardware's always a... Yeah, well, it good. wasn't that. It was more like I was favouring that shoulder and then I ended up getting wrist problems in my other arm. Mm. So, and it just, it was, yeah... Let's just say this year was uh, it was definitely one of the mentally tough years. Struggle, I've had. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, it's um, yeah, it's just an interesting segue there. But man, doctors can either be really good for for moto, or you can put yourself in some really bad situations with with that. But yeah, so yeah, you break that um, ankle in the end, and and then fourteen was kind of a throwaway year after that, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, did you? I can't remember because I remember once you were good, we were training and you were racing again. How did it, I can't remember the results. Yeah, good. I, I remember going back from that because we stayed in the gym and we kept doing our work. Um, I went back to that first round um, of me being back on the bike and it was in South Australia and I couldn't even kickstart my bike. I remember mm. having a kickstart with my left foot and or get getting a mechanic it. do it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we won both days. Like, I remember. That's right. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that, that, that surprised me that that happened kind of thing. Mm. So, um, and, and then, you know, from then on, I think, you know, me and Toby were battling. Uh, we were taking each other's round wins away. Like he would win a Saturday and then I'd win a Sunday or vice versa. Yeah. Um, to the end of the round, to the, to the last round. And then he ended up winning the championship, obviously. Um, which for me, because it was my last year racing Toby in the ORC, I was bummed out because I knew that I could have beat him, but I injured myself yeah. kind of thing. But, but I mean, you know, it's Toby. He's, he's an unbelievable rider, and and to finish first, first you must finish. So he uh, he did what he needed to do. But I mean, I was yeah, as I said, I was bummed that I that I crashed out. Did you sort of know he was moving on at that point? No, nah, I or moved was on. That, yeah, that's when was, I went. So did he still do... Yep, so uh, he stayed it, for another two years. I'm trying to track the year that he sort went of went to, away yeah, to do end the... Of, uh, end of 16, I think that was. Yeah, uh, okay. No, sorry. Sorry, end of 15, because then he, he was the last guy to win up to... Yeah, he, he won 
um, 14, 15, 16. Sorry, 14 and 15, and then he left, um, and then Sanders won 16. That's right. And then I come back for 17. So I was in America for 2015 and 16. So did you know pretty early on in 14 you were going to the States in 15? Because I remember us talking about it, but I can't remember the time frame at this point. Well, see, I went to Europe and tested a brand over there and um, was going to sign a contract there real close to doing it. Um, And obviously I'd been with Yamaha for a long time by then, so it was kind of like a loyalty thing with them. And, And they said, hey, what about going to the States and racing GNCC? And I said... Hey, that would be sick. I just want to, yeah. you know, I just wanted to go overseas and race somewhere else. You know, I didn't want to be stuck here my whole life racing. Well, you um, look at the time frame we just talked about. Like you did the best part of you'd been doing the, the Vic and the AORC scene for nearly ten years at this point. From being a junior, that's, yeah. a, that's a long time to be doing it yeah, in the same it. place. So then, yeah, so I got to that, um, and then pretty much, yeah, had the opportunity to go to, to race for the, it was called the Ampro Yamaha team, which that was the factory team in uh, in America for the off-road side of things. So um, got that opportunity, signed that deal, went over there. I remember going over there my first round and uh, first race, ran out of fuel. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird, but okay. And um, the funny part was I didn't even fuel my bike up from the start. So that to me... Uh, I guess I was I guess well he was lucky that I had a long time to push my bike back to the pits <laughs> I'd cooled down because once I worked out that um, my bike didn't have fuel in it I that was yeah I lost all faith in the team kind of thing and, and that's a bad thing to have happen at round one when oh. you're not you're not thrilled on the program you're on and you know you've got a whole year ahead of it right yeah and I'd spent so much money to get my visa and, and making sure I got there in time to do this race because it wasn't like the big championship but it was you know one of the national enduro because they have like GNCC then they have the sprint Sprints, enduro yeah, and then they then have a bunch national of national enduro yeah and then it's like yeah they got a heap but obviously their main one's GNCC well on the east coast it is anyway so did you do um, any of the west coast stuff the works stuff no, no no i've never got an opportunity i'd like to get over there and give it a bit of a go i think that um, stuff looks like it's more of a, a desert moto hybrid i think yeah like long yeah. races it's more suitable for us aussies i think and to be honest i think there might be an aussie going over there soon to do it so, yeah okay um which i yeah i'm not going to say too much but from what i heard there there might be yeah an aussie guy going there to race race uh race the work stuff so if that happens that'll be cool and you'd be able to get we'll be able to get some feedback off them and uh see what it's all about about. yeah Yeah. because yeah that's something that because gncc is like gnarly wood like wood bush racing isn't it like single track and we'll see the worst part with the gncc is the quad races are before us so they're on the saturday so the track's just blown out it is wrecked man and it's like we're we're riding in two uh two ruts the whole way around and that was for me it took so long to get used to um, the first year I was hopeless at it. Like mm. I was almost wasting my time. Man, um, it, not just to jump in, but I can understand that. It was when I was a kid in the UK, I, I raced the, uh, our version of under 19s was under 21s. Yeah. And we would have the British quad and the British sidecar series. Yeah, right. And we were all on the same day. So it was like blue groove from well, them Yeah, but man, the, the sidecars and the quads would have like the, the passenger, uh, sorry, the main wheel of the sidecar and and the quad rut would be the same rut <laughs> dude and it would be three foot wide but like a trench and I, I could never figure out how to ride that and so what you're saying like the quad ruts like i could never figure yeah. out how to get my head around that because it was 
it's nothing like a, a, a two, I hate to say two wheeler, but nothing like a, a normal rut. Yeah, is it? yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. And then normally up against the tree. So you can't lean in because yeah. you're going to smash a tree kind of thing. So yeah, I, I honestly, I struggled real hard to get used to them. And, and also with the diet, as we said earlier, the diet with um, me diabetes over there, you know, everyone that's been to America understands like the, uh, the, the bread, is pretty much like eating fairy bread. It's mm. like yeah, sugar oh, every, everything's got sugar yeah. in it. Yeah, everything's got sugar in it. <laughs> so and yeah. trying to find whole like whole food stores or health food yeah. stores is next to impossible. So yeah, the first year I lived um, down near the team, which was in South Carolina in uh, 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 sorry, what was the name of that town? Greenville was it was called. Yeah, um, and then so that was fifteen, and then sixteen I moved up. Um, to North Carolina at Charlotte with Josh Strang. Right. So, and me and Strang get on sick. So that was that. Honestly, um, I think from from my perspective, it was kind of like I needed to get away from the team and go up and start enjoying life again. You yeah. know, enjoying it up there. So, and that's uh, something we talked about today before we started recording. Is that probably you know what you struggle with in the states a little bit was you couldn't get a break from moto like yeah. it was every everything you did you didn't have that social life or friendship group away from it yeah you know, or to be yeah. able to go camping in the bush and yeah well that's that's you know the biggest I mean? thing eh? like and, and especially here in australia like obviously i'm a country kid so um we i've grown up going up to a station my whole life up towards broken hill there so i love getting away going up there i've got no phone reception you know i don't have to deal with anything i don't mm. have to See all the social media crap that gets put out there, and uh, all the all the banter that happens. I guess you'd say, and uh, so for me, you know, that was that was a struggle, but also a lot better once I moved with Josh because he he would go do stuff. You know, would go to um, into Charlotte and watch a um, hockey game or something like ice hockey yeah. game. And I guess because like he that. he is an Aussie that lives over yeah. there. It was that bridging cultures, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then the Lake Norman was right there, so we uh, we all he. <laughs> I uh, pretty much conned him into buying a weight ball boat. <laughs> but <laughs> it was his funny. Arm. Yeah, I yeah. think we had it for like maybe a week or two weeks and then I broke my leg and come home. Oh, man. <laughs> Cheers for the boat, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. That's it. So he was, uh, he was hating on me for that, that's for sure. But um, So what was the time frame? So 14, um, did you break your leg in 14 over there? No, ankle here, 14. Sorry, uh, no. Then 15. 15, did 15, your leg over there? No, so 15 just had a shocker of a year, just couldn't put anything because i remember you coming back yeah but i was surprised you went back again well so i did a two-year deal so oh, you did do yeah, a two-year deal. yeah okay. so i was pretty much screwed because i I, <laughs> I went over there and honestly the the biggest thing that us aussie guys don't understand is how good we have it back here mm. and and with the teams you know as we spoke earlier i was cdr which is one of the best teams in the world yep. um dak is so professional make sure everything's done right um you know i went from that to this team that I rode for over there that um, unfortunately would run me out of fuel and do some stupid other things every mm. now and then that I ran into a lot of problems. Um, and Just was, not at the same level that you're used to operating. No, that's it. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, if you look at it, I guess I was really spoiled here, especially mm. with CDR. You know, everything's done so professionally and so everything's just made sure it's perfect, um, which, yeah, for I come from being used to that to going over there, so that that was my biggest struggle. And then we butted heads a fair bit, me and the team manager over there, which we sorted it all out. We're all good together now, and and stuff like that. I actually spoke to him a fair bit once we uh, when I went back to America this year. And um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's in the past, but um, it's something you know for me. Well, at the end of the day, like you left, um, and 
we don't have to talk numbers, but I, I know that you, I think you were like the highest paid Yamaha rider in Australia for those years you were winning everything under CDR, at least what I think I heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you'd have left fairly lucrative deals over here when you're in the prime of your earning capabilities Yeah. to, to go over there. And I don't know if you took a pay cut, but that's your career, but you're losing a year or two at a time of winning, right? Yeah. Well, which the pay cut, like the, there wasn't much of a pay cut on, you know, salary side of things. It was more contingency i wasn't winning yeah. i was getting beat all the time so it was like i'm not making that income on weekends that i normally make back here you know yeah, you're making your base wage but you're not making yeah. bonus yeah. yeah 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 so that was that was kind of annoying me but then i'd go to local races because all their local races over there pay pay yeah. your cash so it's like i'd go to a local three hour or two hour and try to make a bit of money kind of yeah. thing if yeah. i was having a bad time so that side of things was good but then uh yeah, as I said, like we, I lived with Josh there for however many oh that that year sixteen. Yeah. Um, but then halfway through that, I think I was leading the I was leading the sprint enduro championship and sitting maybe th- I think it was fourth or something like that maybe in the GNCC championship and um, ended up breaking my leg at a sprint round. So yeah. Then okay. As soon as that happened, I was like, I need to get home. I need to fix it. Whatever. Went home. Um. You know, because the medical side of things over there is it's such a joke and it costs so much and all that stuff. That's why I, I pushed to come home to get it all sorted out, um, which at the time we thought it needed operating on. And once we got home, they had another look at it and they're like, no, nah, that'll be fine. It'll heal as is. And okay. So then I had, what, a couple of months off. Um, and honestly, I just got in a routine back here that it was just away from racing and, and just relaxing, going camping with the boys and just enjoying life again. And I was like... You know, I, I don't want to go back there. Yeah. And then... Um, Did you have the option to go back again? Yeah, well, I wanted to go finish off my deal. Like, I, I was like, I want to get there. I want to finish off... Uh, I think I had four more rounds I would have done before the championship was over. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want to finish out my contract and then um, then look elsewhere. Like put America behind you sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We, or go get on another brand of bike or, A you know... A different team yeah, or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my goal, you know. So then um, halfway... Well, when I was at home... Uh, the team manager over there, me and him had a mad argument and it was weird because he was like, I swapped mechanics when I was back here for some weird reason and I was like, whatever. So then he's like, make sure you talk to me about um, anything that you want. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. All right. So then I went, I was here and then I messaged my new mechanic and just said, hey, mate, you're keen. What have you got on the bike? ready to go because they put too much bling parts on it that made it end up handling bad yeah and that's something you you hear i don't know i think you hear a lot about in the states a little bit more that they seem to these bikes nowadays come out so well from the engineers in japan and then they put on a lot of rigid aftermarket parts and yeah yeah you know they might sponsor the team or whatever but i don't know if it it really benefits at that point you know especially for off-road man like yeah you and that's got, honestly where I was at. I was like, can you just give me a standard bike? I just yeah. want to ride a standard bike. And that's why I messaged the mechanic and said, hey, mate, I hope you haven't put any parts on. What's <laughs> on that? I don't want them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my mechanic went to the team manager and said, you know, oh, Milner's messaging me and asking this, this, and this. So I had my – I think it was uh, – that must have been the Friday, and I had my books, uh, my flights booked for the Sunday night. Mm. And Saturday he was just like, nah, you're done. You're not coming back. You're not right. And I'm like, are you serious, mate? I'll just book. I had my bags, everything ready to go. And he's just like, nah, nah, that's it. 
So I spat the dummy like pretty hard. I was like, that is a joke. I was, uh, let's just say I was lucky I wasn't in America because I would have found him and just like, yeah, yeah would have been really on. loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, whatever. Yeah, sweet. And I, I remember sitting back at home and just like, I think I ended up having a bit of a meltdown here. Something happened and mum and dad, or it, was, it was actually, I think it was my sister said something and I was just on edge anyway. So yeah. I just went off and started smashing a bit of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I haven't seen this Milner tempo really. It's, yeah, I mean, it's something. Stays that, hidden until it has to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't like making it public, that's for sure. Like, I mean, if we have it race day at, at race weekends, I'll I'll do it where no one can see. Behind the truck. Yeah. I, uh, which, I mean, people say I'm a psycho for having wig outs and whatever, but I but think everyone needs what, them. It, what's probably what makes you competitive, though. Yeah, that's it. And I think, you know, everyone everyone has them. Everyone needs them. It's just a time and a place for them and, and knowing you know, who's watching and, and, <laughs> yeah. and stuff who's like that. Who's got a phone filming you yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and and that's kind of how that side of things went. So then I remember going, oh. So they, they basically said that's it. Yeah, um, you're done. You're not right. So you're did you still back. get paid after that? No, or? so they stopped. Lucky enough, I, I was still getting some money back here in Australia. So um, that kept on going. But yeah. over there, they stopped paying me. So right. I was like, well, this is, you know, whatever. So I started doing a bit of work and whatever. I was helping me, me best mate out, doing a bit of bricklaying and stuff like that. Oh, and I didn't know that. So you actually... Yeah, I was just like, whatever, I don't care. Did um, you kind of think about that being it at that point? Nah, nah. So I was talking to a European team at the time. Yeah. Um, and they were keen as. So then I was like, hey, I'll... I'll I got to go to America and pack all my stuff up and and ship it home anyway. How about I come? I do a lap of the world and come to Europe first <laughs> yeah. and test ride your bikes and um, you know organize and talk deals, whatever. And then then I'll go to America, pack my stuff up, and go back home. Yeah. And he's like, "Yep, let's do that." So then I flew to I uh, flew to France, uh, went testing, happy with everything. Like, yep, got a got a contract. Was like, yep, I'll bring it to my manager back home and we'll sort it out and go from there kind of thing. So then, you know, I went to America um, and uh, packed all my stuff up, sent it all home, then flew home again. And then I I got home. I was signing this thing. Like mm, it was it happening. Was done yeah, it yeah. was pretty much like all I was waiting on was my manager to pretty much go, yep, everything's right. They ain't trying to screw you over then. You're yeah. good to go. Um, so got the okay from him. Like I think it was nearly the night I was going to sign it. Um, found out my old boy had prostate cancer, mm. and I'm like, "Well, I remember this now." Yeah, yeah and yeah. I'm like, "Well, this has really screwed me over." And the worst part was like it was that late in the year now that Yamaha Australia had already signed their riders, so they didn't. They have, knew you were going to go overseas. Yeah, they yeah. knew I was going overseas, so they're like, "Well, we don't have anything for you here." And I'm like, "Oh, all right, well." That's and, uh, not good. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I'm just thinking to myself like, "Well, I, I don't want to be in Europe." You know, especially if dad got real crook and, you know, trying to help out at the farm here, um, you know, I don't want to be over there. I mean, mine won't be on the game anyway. I'll be too worried about what's going back here and how yeah, the old yeah. boy's going and everything like that. Um, so then I didn't sign the contract and I was like, well, I guess we wait and see what happens. Like, we'll see. And the four-day wasn't that much uh, – it, was, it wasn't that long ago, I don't reckon. So I spoke to Grabo, who was running the KDM team at the time, and I – it might have been, yeah. It was after the decision, anyway. So, and he and I didn't know that Grabo was leaving, mm. but I was like, "Hey, if you're looking for a rider, I could be available." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll let Jeff know. We'll go from there, kind of thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, sweet, righto." And then I had a phone call that next Monday from Jeff, and mm. he's he's like, "You know, you want to 
come ride for us? And I said, yeah. What, 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 what's the go? Know, yeah. What's the opportunity? What have I got there? And uh, and then he's like, well, this is what's happening. Glenn's taken over the team now. And me and GK get on sick. So yeah. Glenn Carney, GK, that's his nickname. So um, I was like, yes, this is mad. Yeah. Like, this could They kind of all like, fell yeah. into place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then he rang me and we spoke. And then next thing, you know, I've signed a deal for KDM, which – I think from 2011 up to the end of 16, I was Yamaha my whole career. Yep. And then jumping onto KDM, which I'd always battled KDM when I was on Yamaha. Like it was always me, Yamaha, Toby, KDM. So it was like like the was, two powerhouses in yeah, off road. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of weird going to them. Um, but you know we made that change, and then uh, yeah, it's probably been one of the one of the best changes I've done for a while. You know, like from then on, um, we went to 2017 where. I was the first guy to win every round of the AORC outright. Um, didn't didn't drop a round. Yeah, that year was massive for you. I, yeah. I remember you being back on just seeing all the media outlets and, yeah, and yeah. man, every time an AORC round was on, you were it was my ugly head. Yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that side was sick. Unfortunately, we didn't have the four day that year, but Hatter. Um, was that the year it got cancelled? It was yeah. going to be at Toowoomba, yes, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Because I, I went up and did the oh, MX you National. Yeah, I remember. You raced the MXN that Because yeah. Final Moto was meant to be at the MX National um, on the race at the track. track. Yeah, so the I was like, I'll go do the MX National and I'll know what I'm in for, you know? And then... Uh, now, I hear, I've seen you race a lot of MX Nationals. I don't think you've ever really had a real good crack at like, going for it. Like It looks to me like you always play it pretty safe. Well, see, well, that one, to be honest, that one, I uh, had been riding EXE all year. They gave me... Like a factory race bike. They called it Lenny, and it (laughs) it was an animal of a bike, and they gave it to me on one of the gnarliest tracks I've ever rode in my life. I never pumped up so hard in my life. Like, I was like, I got lapped. Like, I got lapped. I remember seeing you out there, and I was like, man, he does not... (laughs) We we rode Moto together heaps back in the day, so I'm like, I know you can go faster than that, you know what I mean? And then, so then I was like, oh yeah, whatever it is, what it is. We had the sixth day coming up two weeks later, so I was like, I just got to make sure I'm right for the sixth day, whatever. So, didn't really care about my result, but then everyone ran their mouth like they do, you know, and I was like, "Eh, that's kind of made me a little bit annoyed, determined (laughs) to come back swinging, so... But then we had motivation, up. yeah, yeah. So then, um, so what was the next year? So 18, um, I was on 500 and I went to Wanthaggy on a 500. Oh, EXC, yeah, I remember yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> In the mud, I had a bit of a go there, but I think I still finished maybe, I think I was eighth or not. Yeah, ninth. I remember you being eighths and ninths, um, which I was battling yeah. Medi, and at the time, like, like Medi's a bad like, dude, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm battling him, this is sick, and then I'm thinking, I'm on a farm bike but this is this is sick i just I'm, remember the yeah, the 500 with the sand tire yeah, super yeah. skinny on the back and it just looks so twitchy through the, yeah. the deep stuff but and i was twitchy on it too but then, <laughs> and then again this year we had another go but I, that was just a dumb decision too because I, you know I, i've always used it as just training i haven't tried to do do it properly yeah, yeah. real good because i showed up on a 350 exef yeah. which the thing I'd, I'd pulled two bike lengths off the start yeah track. we were at Broadfoot on an uphill start yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so to make it hard for me every time but I was and especially because Chucky was there and he's on a, uh, a motocross bike and yeah. he's pulling hole shots and stuff and just then, sending it yeah, yeah and I'm yeah. like this is annoying because I know that you know I can be up with the boys battling it, but I'm I'm uh, yeah off off the back here trying to get up this start <laughs> track trying to get up the hill on this yeah so, no nah, I mean it's cool you do them I just think um yeah, like you said, it's not 
it's well, not a priority, right? It's just something to do for training. It's training. But, yeah. But to be honest, now it's got to the point that uh, I have got a motocross bike now and it's, yeah. it's set up. So I'd like to come out to shut up some, this year. Shut up some haters. Well, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's yeah. It's just more no, for only, me. Only playing. You yeah. Know I mean, I mean there. Yeah. Well, it's it's motorcycle racing. You're always going to get someone that runs their mouth, but yeah. that's just what um, I guess majority of the athletes deal with. Not even not even motorcycle world. You know, just every in general, it's yeah. Well, just Facebook and and Instagram. Like, there's so much smack talk on there. Like, I love it. It's it's funny because there's a lot of stuff that actually works to my favour because it motivates the absolute shit out of me, and I'm one of them guys that. Um, when I see mouth running, it, it fires me up. Like, mm. it, it doesn't – I don't react to it. Like, I don't reply back, oh, you're a knobhead or something like that. I'm just like – All right, watch it's this. It's a fire. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, all right, let's go then. Yeah. Like, it's game on. So, the motor, the motocross scene, yeah, it's uh, I'm pretty keen to, to get back and have another crack at a couple of rounds this year or, you know, in 2020. So, um, yeah. We'll uh, make sure this bike's set up well and, and we'll come with a, f- uh, a race bike that I can get around yeah, on. Yeah, have, have a dip. <laughs> um, so 17 was a, a massive year with um, – what did you get your first six-day title? What year was that? That was last year, 18. Uh, yeah, okay, so – Yeah, so but 17 I won uh, Hatter, which I hadn't been there for like – 2011 was the last time I raced there. So oh, it was wow, like, okay. Yeah, so uh, – Pretty much, I never had the opportunity to go there with Yamaha and that. They never, they were never real big on it back then. But then AJ's team got into it. So. I think it's it's obviously grown as the years yeah. have gone on too, and right? And it's massive. Yeah, now. Like that race is, and that's what was pretty cool to see how big it had got from from 2011 when I was there to to go in there in 2017, and I was just like, wow! And like, it's like another world up there, like. I went up there. I was I was the guy that was winning all the AORCs, but everyone was like they looked at me. I had I can't remember, I think I was five thirty one. Me number. And yeah. One just like kind of looked at you like who's that guy? Yeah. yeah. Who are you and why are you here? Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like why are you under the factory tent? Like this is a desert <laughs> yeah. race and these are the factory desert riders here and you're under there with them. Like yeah. what are you doing? And by the way, I can ride pretty good, guys. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then they were like, and Chucky was there and he was on. He was KDM still then and he had a big number two on it because yeah. Ty won the year prior to it. Uh, right. So everyone's like, you know, looking at Chucky's bike, loving it and whatever. And I was like, this is like, the, it was so big. Like it's seeing it all. I was like, this is sick. And it's a then, different world, eh? Yeah. And then I'm like, I didn't even look at the track. I was like, whatever it is, what it is. And, uh, and I remember I prologued, we walked prologue and I, I prologued and I won prologue. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Like mm. I haven't, whatever it is, what it is. We'll go out racing tomorrow. We'll see what happens. And I, and it was funny because Ty Simmons actually called me. And and he, before the race, and he said, you know what I did last year that I shouldn't have done? And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, pass for the lead early on in the race. And mm. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's your game plan? And I'm like, I don't know. Just going to go fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try to get it done. He's like, be smart and sit behind and then, you know, go for it Later towards on. the end. Yeah. He's like, it's a long race. And it's I'm four like, hours, right? Yeah, 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 it's four hours. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, you know. Which Whatever. is entirely too long to be racing yes, in whooped out sand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what I did. You know, I prologue first. Um, I took off first. Um, well, after prologue, actually, there was a chopper ride. And I'm like, hey, let's go on this chopper. I've never been in one before. And, and then we got up there and the guy was loving it because he just heard I won prologue. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm like, oh, can you do a lap in the chopper? Like around the whole oh, track. So, you just so got I can a bird's see it. Yeah. yeah. So we did a full lap in the chopper and I, I sussed out what I needed to suss out, where the dunes were and 
and where kind of everything was and i'm like that was pretty sick whatever landed <laughs> i was just having a mad weekend yeah, like yeah. it was just one of them weekends and then uh then we went out racing and first i led first lap i remember leading the first lap and it was like this surreal feeling because you'll be coming around and i had this chopper flying over my head filming me the whole first lap and then so the people would see the chopper and then they'd hear our bikes coming and then like they were out on the track just pumped like there was people throwing it looks so sick when you, you guys come around that big left I think yeah, it is and you go yeah, yeah. And, and all the crowd are there yeah. and they're just losing it like it was nuts like the amount of people that were losing it first lap I was like just yeah, it was like just, the most surreal feeling ever. You get there, mate. Like even though you're wide open, everything slows down. Yeah, and yeah. You're just taking yeah, it all like, in. Yeah, like I had my hands off waving <laughs> to people and shit, and they were just like pumped. They were just losing it on the side of the track. Like this is so sick. And then, and then I went in. I pitted first lap where Chucky kept going, and I'm like perfect because I pulled back out on his tail. And yeah. I'm like, this is perfect. All right. And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to. I'm kind of doing Ty's Ty's plan. What here. he said. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretty much followed him till. Second, so it normally takes roughly 30 minutes a lap. Um, and then we got an hour from the finish and we fueled and GK's like, you got to go now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I So I dropped the hammer. Um, and I, as I was passing Chucky, come together with a lap rod. I remember just seeing them hit together oh. and then they went down. And I like, it wasn't a bad hit. Not as bad as um, people carried on about but (laughs) but there was a lot of carry on that it was an it was a knockout i remember hearing a lot about it yeah Yeah. it definitely wasn't a knockout hit it was just a hit and he and it went down um which it could have been a lot worse he did really well to save it from like both perspectives yeah yeah. it could have hurt both of them well there's not a lot of slow parts on that track no and that's for sure and if you get caught out with a lap rider it it can because we're normally going um you know 10 to 20k is quicker than the majority mm. of them especially so on lap four when yeah, they're just yeah, when it's, you know, everyone's done but they're, they're rolling really done. through the rollers yeah. we're trying to get through them quick but um yeah so then i got past him and I, I thought straight away he'd be on the hammer again to get back onto the back of me and uh the next thing i got a pit board and i was like a minute 10 up i'm like oh yeah sick well this is all right so yeah. <laughs> just cruised uh brought it home yeah yeah pretty much brought home the last lap and that was that was an unbelievable feeling especially seeing my my old boy and my uh cousin right before the finish and they that you could just see how pumped they were yeah. because it's like a, it was a race that i went to when i was a junior and, and knowing how big it got to it was like it's the hardest race in the country, if not the world, because you're in deep sand for four hours. So, and especially with my diabetes, it was like, this is a massive accomplishment mm. for me. So that was awesome to win that in, in 17. And then obviously 18, um, had a, we had, we had a bike malfunction, um, which, you know, we, we tried to keep it a little bit quiet, but I mean, it is what it is. It's motorcycle racing, every brand Stuff of bikes. Yeah, it does it's happen, just what yeah. happens. But um, it was a bummer because I was in that same position that I was in the previous year too. And I was just doing what I had to do kind of thing. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yeah, had a problem there. But, um, and then this year's Hatter, that was a, uh, yeah, that's something that I don't think they've ever seen in their life, the amount of rain. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was next level, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but I mean, the lead up to that race for me was probably the most craziest lead up I've ever had to a race. That's for sure. With, um, you know, obviously going back to eighteen, um, having a good year, winning. I think I I only didn't three rounds i think or maybe two or three yeah because since you've been on kdm it's been a pretty successful yeah. few years hey? yeah yeah it's been honestly real good yeah so um i think it was last year i only yeah lost maybe two or three rounds um of the aorc and, and won that title again um which 
you know, 17, I did it on a 450, so the E2 class. And then um, 18, I did it on a E3 bike, which was 500 mm. EXE. So um, now I'm, I'm the first guy to ever go E1, E2, and E3 outright. Mm. So that, for me, was an That's awesome. a big achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was stoked to be able to do it. But So you've got a lot of sort of individual records as far yeah. as yeah, you know, winning you know, out on the 250s, yeah, like, the, like these, star, yeah. every class. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's something that I kind of... Bit of a legacy getting started, yeah. I I kind of keep in my mind and, you know, it's... Not that you can look back at the moment and have too much reminiscing because you're busy moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But, yeah, I mean, and then um, going to the sixth day, obviously... uh, And then, yeah, you guys got the job done there last year. Did did you win the outright as well? You did, okay. So that was something, you know, like after last year, that was my biggest... my. My next biggest thing, I guess you'd say, it's, that's something that I wanted to tick off my bucket list was winning the six day. So um, getting the opportunity to to go there and just seeing what the terrain was like. It was pretty similar to home, I guess. It was dry and, and hard pack and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, to, to be able to win that, that was like a massive tick off the bucket list. And I think I was a third Aussie to ever do it. You know, previous to that was... Uh, Shane Watts, I think he won back here in Australia when we had a six day here in yeah. Australia at Tralgon. So um, we're going back a few years. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's ninety eight, I think it wow, was. Okay. Yeah, it's a while. And then uh, Stefan Merriman, I think he won in 02, mm. which he's he's a by heart Kiwi or yep. by blood Kiwi, I guess you'd say. But adopted, but whatever. Adopted Aussie, yeah. 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 So, um, but Merriman, man, he's he. I was his team. Well, he was my teammate, vice versa, whatever. He was uh, someone I looked up to for so long, and and yeah, he was an unbelievable rider, and you know, he one of the nicest guys to hang around with too, and helped a lot in my in my career, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, so that was in I I think it might have been 04, whenever it was. Um, and then yeah, and then me winning it um, last year. Um, in 18 and then Chucky's gone and won it this year in, in 19 so mm. it goes to show how quick us Aussie guys have got now well, that, and that's something that we talked about a little bit as well today um, you know you guys are on that world level you know and even though like your factory KDM off-road in Australia and you've got your there's, there's no factory KDM anymore for uh, MX Nationals yeah. but it's, it's through the Raceline team it's just the outsource factory program but you know you guys are um I don't know. It's hard to talk about pay and bring that stuff up, but you know, basically, you got like your best MX Nationals riders, and you do have Ferris and some of those guys that are on that world level. But you guys are not just on that world level and off road, but you are at the top of that world level. You know, yeah. you're winning international events, and you know, it's definitely um, it shows where the Aussie off road scene is at at the moment because you guys are kind of. I mean, the USA they were pretty strong this year. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. We can talk about the 2019 six day if you want. I know there was a bit of controversy about it. You didn't end up going. Um, you can kind of talk about it if you want to or, or not really. It's up to you. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, um, yeah, we, we butted heads a bit, I guess. There was there was some stuff that went down that, uh, you know, didn't, I guess, on both parties weren't, weren't we weren't happy with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it ended up in the result that, you know, my kid was... Well, that's what I was going to say, wasn't it, about your, your yeah, child was about to be born my daughter too. was born, um, I think, three to four weeks um, prior to the sixth day. So uh, I wasn't ready to leave my missus at home, you know, or my fiancé at home without, without me With there. a newborn baby, yeah. yeah. With a newborn. So um, it kind of all panned out good. Um, timing, you know, we, we knew earlier that it was happening. We were just going to commit to it because I was 
defending champion and stuff like that. But then I thought about it more and it was like, you know, it's family first. It's yeah. always what I've been, you know, staying here when my old boy got cruel, you know, stuff, I'm all about family and, uh, yeah, that's kind of why we we made that decision to kind of stay stay uh, stay back here and not go over there and defend the title. But um, it was hard to sit here and watch it. That's oh, I can sure. imagine. Yeah, it was killing me, and especially knowing you know that Chucky was winning it and knowing that you know it it would have been me and him there. That's for sure. So yeah, you guys have gone toe to toe all yeah, year, and yeah, that, yeah, it would have been happening again over there. So um, and yeah. obviously you you want to get back there next year and see see where it's at yeah for sure i'll be going back there swinging next year and then uh yeah where is next year i'm trying to remember now uh italy that's right italy yep Yep. so yeah i'll be looking forward to going back there and then uh obviously you know the season that i've had this year is something it's it's one that i want to forget like not many people know about the not that i'm going to you know say that it was the worst season of my life but it, w- it wasn't... It wasn't a standout year. No, it for didn't what? go as smooth as, as I was hoping it to. Um, you know, we went to America and we... Was that public that you went over there? Because I didn't yeah, hear too much about it. It was public that I went over there. That was all happening. But because we had a massive break there. So I'm like... Yeah, there was what, a two-month break or yeah, a three-month break or yeah, something? And I'm like, I need to go and do some racing. So I'd like to go back over there and, and have a decent go. So we went there. We did one round. Um and then we're training, it, it, like it's sick over there because Josh has got all the hookups. So we go to the JGR track, we're practicing on that motocross track. Then we're, there's so many like good local, uh, you know, tracks around Charlotte that we'll yeah, just. The, the East Coast area around there is yeah. the dirt's next level, like yeah. everything about it's. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're flat out doing that, obviously. But then, yeah, we, we just went to this one track and I remember this guy, and there's a real fast guy. I can't remember his name, but he was on a Honda 450 and. He was he was coming out of the corner and seating this triple and we were doing our motos and we were double 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 or something like that and he was like triple triple and it, he made it look easy and I and we were doing jumps again yeah jumps yeah. <laughs> jumps again and I was <laughs> I was like this is kind of annoying me because we're losing so much time on this guy when he's triple triple so competitive like. yeah and well it's just like I don't know yeah yeah, yeah I guess you'd say definitely competitive. <laughs> But um, but we finished our motos. That's the stupid thing. We finished our motos, and then I'm like, I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go size that jump up. And I I went out and I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like we're hitting some dumb jumps that day. Like there's mm. some massive jumps. Like I'm nailed on this 350, trying to get over a lot of stuff. Because like all jokes aside, was all about jumps. But you can jump. Like you have really good skills on a bike. So yeah, I feel it's that just... I can time stuff. Yeah. not bad. But um, for Africa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for a bush bash, <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah, that was that was one that. Um, I sized up. I'm like, oh yeah, that that that'll be alright. I just got to make sure I hit this corner right. Come out, hit the corner, slid out on the face, but was already like committed. Mm-hmm. And like my, I I remember thinking like that split second before oh, my wheels have left the ground, like I've just like broke traction. I'm I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna make this. Like, and I just like lofted her up, <laughs> and I knew I was casing, so I've just lofted the front end, and I'm like, yeah, we're giving her the valve bounce, and I'm like, oh, I might ride out of this. And me, uh, my rear wheels just caught the knuckle and just I've rode me front. If there wasn't another up ramp, like if if there was another two meters from the next up ramp, I would have rode out of it. But because the up ramp was like right there, yeah, yeah. So I've rode my front off the next up ramp and then just had to eject. And then I've bailed off and just come down on the 
on the double of the next triple on my shoulder mm, and just, yeah, pole drove it into the ground. And by then, like, I'd suck the wind out, I'd smack the wind out of me. So I was trying to suck the big ones in, like, I am struggling. <laughs> just like, yeah. Because uh, yeah. Lindo was, like, the jump next to it watching me, me teammate, Snodgrass. So he, he rides over to me and he's like, you right? And I'm like, give me a bit. Like, I'm trying to breathe here. Like, <laughs> yeah. trying to suck her in. I'm not, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we, uh, yeah, we got oxygen in and then straight away I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, what are you hurt? And I'm like, oh, I broke my collarbone. And he's kind of like looked at me like, you're not a doctor, mate. Like, how do you just, I'm like, I've, this is my fifth one, mate. I know. You just know. Yeah, yeah. I know what my broke collarbone feels like. So whatever. So we jumped in the car, rang, well, my missus was back at the house or my fiance was back at the house at, um, in Charlotte, like it was like a twenty minute drive or whatever, and I'm like, Can you can you maybe uh book a flight home? And she's like, Why? I'm like, uh just, I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah, just broke my collarbone. She's like, Oh so then, <laughs> so I just we, imagine that. Yeah, so yeah. it was whatever actually. Lucky we had travel insurance, all the rest of it. So we flew home, got yeah, got onto Johnny Park before I got home and he sorted it all out, got home, straight into surgery, operated on straight into you know recovering i think it was two weeks it was five like with with them plates are going pretty it's pretty amazing like ivan that's the first one i got metal in and i think it was uh four days later i was doing a push-up wow yeah it's like it's kind of scary but cool that you can do it and the bones are being held together yeah so, well, yeah. It's, yeah they're pinned together so they're not moving but it's just the muscle and the where they've cut obviously but all the then, soft tissue damage yeah. yeah but then i think it was like two and a half weeks um, later I got back on the bike and um, that was the major problem because I lost a bit of muscle I lost strength in it I guess you'd say um, I got mad mad wrist problems in my right arm for gripping doing yeah, all the gripping overcompensating yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I ended up getting tendonitis and then I was getting cortisone shots and everything this is all the lead up to Hatter and I went to Hatter thinking you know this is going to be a shit show like we're going to struggle here whatever we'll do what we can one prologue and was like wow that didn't, didn't expect that, yeah. but that's cool, whatever. And then went into the race um, and, yeah, un- unfortunately for Sanders, he, he had a bike malfunction, which, you know, I had the previous year. It's Anyone could have had that in that weather. Oh, yeah, and then that's the thing too, like um, the mechanics, uh, our mechanics, because we start, it was dry when we started, so we... No one prepped for yeah, it, yeah. No one prepped for the wet race, so we've all taken off, she's dry, next minute... And it should rain in the desert. Like. <laughs> yeah, not like that, <laughs> that was next level. So then when I come and pit the second time when there was a lot of water getting laying around, my mechanic was like to me, stay out of the big puddles, whatever you do, we don't have water set up, so mm. your bike will suck water. So then from then on, I tried to dodge as much as I can, which I don't know... Yeah, like I'm not sure how it went on the Husky side of things. I don't know if they got that message across either or, or what, but from what I heard, his bike sucked water, mm. which caused that bike to stop. So unfortunate for him, yeah, he had a bike malfunction because he had a lead on me. I think yeah. he had like a minute or two-minute lead, something like that. Like it was a decent lead. Like all he had to do was pretty much get her home because they cut it short. So he was on the last lap when his bike stopped. Oh, man. But rough. we didn't even know. I didn't even get a last lap board. I didn't even know I was last lap. you just lap. full survival yeah, mode. Yeah, like yeah. I'm just like going through and then next minute I, I'm coming back and um, my mechanic's standing there with, this is your last lap, just get to the end. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sweet. All right. Wow, this is cool. All right. Well, I just seen that on, you know, Chucky's unfortunate that his bike stopped. I'm like, I just seen that. So I must be in the lead. I'm like, well, this is this is crazy. And then sure enough, we crossed the finish line. We got the checkered flag. I'm like, it kind of doesn't feel real that I want it, but geez, but I'm stoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, yeah. where's that? Um, you've been putting before had a, and even recently you've been putting stuff up on your Instagram at that sand track. Yeah. Where is that? <laughs> it's a is that a private joint? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. man, it looks next level. So, so, uh, when was that? That was before had a, because we, we bought that. So there's four of us blokes that are in on this property. It's, Oh, eight, you guys own it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, ah. it's seven, seven. What do you, it's either 700 or 800 acres that back on to, um, state park. And it's, unbelievable yeah like, it honestly, looks amazing the next level like it's it's probably the sickest property i've ever seen and that's what it was so dirt cheap because um there was it's not good for farming because it's yeah. sand dunes so there's nothing you can do out they're there doing, yeah they're not going to farm so it so shred like, my motor. yeah <laughs> so lucky enough I, I got hooked up um with you know a friend with a dozer and yeah, it looks um, like you guys have just like dozed in lanes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a, it as a D six and just went out there and just went ham and <laughs> trying to build all these, you know, moto track. I built a hatter style track, um, and then a real rough track. And honestly, it's uh, I'm going to start doing schools there and stuff because yeah. it's just perfect for that desert side of things. Mm. And uh, I, I want to hold races there, to be honest. Like I want to get like another hatter kind of going, like a you know, have a bit of a series that there's something like Fink, Hatter, you know, my race or something. And there's another race that's getting real big up there, Boundary Bend. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, yeah. It's well, I think that there's, there's room over here for the desert scene to grow. It looks like, yeah. uh, or even if you don't desert race in whatever you want to call it, but yeah, there's definitely room. <laughs> Gnarly sand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that property is, uh, yeah, that's one of the coolest properties I think I've ever seen. Let's talk more off air about that. I yeah. <laughs> I don't ride much anymore, but it looks like a lot of fun. Um, all right. So, you know, right now we're, what it be December? Jeez, we're nearly at Christmas. It's just late in the year. Um, 2020 is around the corner. Um, obviously, you can't say too much about, you know, where you're at with the teams and contracts and stuff, but um, what what's the plans? Yeah, it'll be out shortly what's happened um, and what I'm doing. Um well, it's not really what's happened, but yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing major. Nothing, just, yeah. yeah, nothing too full on. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's funny because you know how it went last year with, uh, or this year, sorry, with the injuries and stuff like that. I kind of lost a lot of motivation there and and struggled. But having this time off, I've I've really needed it with you know uh, the the birth of my daughter and and everything like that. It's kind of like. It's recharged me, and it and gives you some perspective too. Yeah. Like, because uh, I had my son the year before your daughter. Yeah. Um, changes things. Oh yeah. Motivating at the same time. For sure, for sure, and and that was something you know, like you, you worry about before she was born was like, uh, I don't know, I just it's something. It was just like you always think of the worst, and mm. that was the, I mean, a, yeah, a shit part for me, I guess you'd say, is like I was always worrying about, you know, what could go wrong mm. instead of how. Good How awesome be. it yeah, is! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So, but honestly, I, I've ever since uh, oh, the sixth day, I guess, sitting back and watching all that happen, and and just being like, you know, I would love to have been there. It's motivated me pretty hard that um, we've been training real hard since then, and uh, to the point, you know, we're done a lot in the gym this season. I'm probably lifting the heaviest I ever have. Strength side of things, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the bike side, we're back working with Ross Beaton, and and he has been slogging me pretty hard. Then we and I'm working with like young, fast guys with Ross. So yeah, so you train with his moto crew, yeah, obviously. Like, yeah, um, Alex. Um, who else is there? There's so many little fast guys there that you know that are that are helping me push. So. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like you said, twenty twenty eight now. Yeah. Staying sharp is. Um, 
It's harder. It's harder, man. Like yeah. I, I notice it when I go ride now. That that I ride enough to be sharp and blunt. But <laughs> like I think for yourself, I can imagine that training with them young guys and and seeing how intense they are yeah. would really help. Yeah, for sure. It's it's sick to be able to you know run the intensity that they run. You know, like I guess experience with the old being old. It's just making sure you don't make the mistakes that them young guys do. Mm. But um, but trying to get that speed that they've got that you know burst of speed. That I've got is uh you know that's why I'd, i guess i train so much moto with them guys is because that's what helps with our with our off-road sprints and stuff like that yes so. the intensity cross training and yeah 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 but i mean yeah I'm, I'm definitely more motivated than i've than i've been for a long time so it's uh it's good i'm enjoying it i'm i'm back enjoying it again i guess i kind of after you know dealing with a bit of stuff it, it kind of put me off it a little bit but now that i've kind of put that aside and and focused on what i need to do it's uh it's made me motivated and really keen to to go out and get back on that that winning step it's good man well um i think we'll leave it there thanks for taking the time out to well i kind of just made sure we got this done this afternoon yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's been a, been a long day it's been a big day man <laughs> you're doing some some content for recovery and then yeah. i was like hey let's do a podcast <laughs> but um while we're out here we figured we'd get it done but yeah, I, I, I wanted to do one with you for a while so uh no, that's good. It's good, man. I appreciate the time. And um, yeah, here's to a, a successful season for you in 2020. No, thanks very much. I enjoyed the day. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, hopefully people get a bit out of this and uh, they enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. I think, like I said, first off-road sort of guy we've had on the show. And, um, you know, I'd like to do some more off-road coverage with, with the event-based pods that we do next year. And it's stuff I'm exploring right now. So maybe even get to a couple of AORC rounds. And, yeah, sick. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. So um it's a big, big side of the industry that is, uh, there's not a whole lot of media representation for it. I don't think no, so. No, definitely not. And I think, yeah, the more, the more we can grow it, obviously the the better our sport will be. And, you know, the more opportunities people will have to, to be in the position that myself and, um, you know, Lyndon and, and Chucky and, and stuff and Josh Green are in, you know, like yeah. it's, it's a lifestyle for us and, and we get to live the dream and, and race motorcycles for a living. So the more, you know, the more publicity and the the bigger we can get it, the more opportunity for kids there is um, to be able to uh, step into our footsteps. That's it, man. Well, hey, um, thanks everyone for listening to uh, the Conversation Podcast brought to you by Recoverate on the Inside Dirt Network. This one's been with Dan Milner and uh, we'll be back soon with some more content for you guys. So thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're not already and make sure you guys are sharing it around. Keep hitting me up in the DMs and sharing it out on Instagram. Let us know what you think. And um, let us know what you think of Milner. You know, if you love him or hate him, we want to hear about it. But uh, all right, thanks, everyone. We'll be back soon.